0: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. If you want to take us up on one of those free retirement views and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, uh, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-743 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review, and we will talk about anything in your financial life. So uh, before we talk about portfolio construction, um, Josh and I wanted to bring up a couple books that we think are worth uh, reading. They're very different books, but uh, both uh, really good at getting across what each of them wants to. And the first one is uh, it's actually if you have kids or grandkids, uh, that you think needs some financial literacy because we know that uh, it's not being taught in the public schools or any schools for that matter, uh, and we know that most uh, adults are financially illiterate, so uh, it, would, it, it always can be helpful if kids can uh, get some exposure to it. The first book is written by a doctor, actually, believe it or not, named John Lim, L-I-M, uh, and the book's called How to, raise your China- How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ, The Most Important Things. Uh, the reason... I bring this up. There's a lot of them out there that are good, but this is only 64 pages long uh, and it gets into the stuff that they really need to know, like compound interest and how powerful it can be saving debt, net worth, budgeting, all those sort of things. So again, if you have kids or grandkids, this is a really good one. Just Google it, how to raise your child's financial IQ, the most important things by John Lim. Uh, it's a really good, uh, and, and then you can sort of reference it and you can have a conversation about, it. I know teenagers aren't really excited about that kind of thing, but uh, just, get it for them and maybe they can pick up some of it. Because if you can, if, if a young person has a, a sort of basic understanding of this stuff, it has a huge impact on how successful they will be as an adult. Uh, and then Josh is reading a book that I read when I was I was in high school and it was a really fun book to read uh, because it, it, it's a story that seems like it can't be true when in fact it isn't, it is a true story.
2: And that's uh, the fall of uh, RJR Nabisco, It's Barbarians at the Gate, and it was written by a couple of Wall Street Journal reporters. It was in the very, it was sort of in the early days of uh, leverage buyouts, which were new at the time, but in the very infancy of private equity and uh, KKR, Henry Kravis, which now, a very large private equity firm. But uh, it was a, the heyday of corporate raiders in the 80s. Think of Gordon Gekko from Wall Street. And uh, it's sort of a true representation <laughs> of what was going on as they picked apart uh, a formerly glorious tobacco and uh, food company in the form of R.J. and uh, Nabisco that merged together and uh, were subsequently destroyed. But uh, it's almost too good to be true. And just the sort of the narrative surrounding how those corporate raiders and corporate management lived back in the 1980s that you can't even contemplate it today. It was just, it's uh, completely off the wall.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's like a real life uh, Gordon Gekko's Wall Street, because it, but on steroids, because it's so crazy, the stuff that was going down. And the scale at which uh, it was happening back then, it was massive. I mean, the amount of leverage and debt that was happening uh, in today's dollars, it would be almost unfathomable. So it's a great book, Barbarians at the Gate. Uh, they're very different books. One is very educational, uh, and the other one is a really uh, interesting, fun story to read, and you'll, you won't be able to put it down. OK, so in this segment, I thought we'd talk about portfolio construction, how to build your portfolio uh, and, and you know how to go about doing it, what the important components of it are, uh, what you need to be thinking about. And then uh, for those of you that are in the retirement stage of life where you're having to take income for your portfolio, how you build a portfolio uh, that's set up for uh, for retirement in, in any market condition. So the first thing is uh, when, you're, when you're figuring out your portfolio construction is to figuring out. Uh, your tolerance for risk and or volatility that 's a really important thing to know how much volatility you can deal with and stay invested and so the best indicator of how you 're going to behave in the future is how you 've behaved in the past with with market volatility. The one thing we know is that we Every five or six years, we're going to have a bear market, and that's something we don't know when it's going to happen. We can't avoid them, so we need to stay invested when those things happen. So how much risk can you put in your portfolio so that it grows over time, but not so much risk that when we get one of those bear markets, you panic? And so let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the riskiest. You've decided you're gonna you're a seven. That means let's say you're gonna have seventy percent of your money in stocks, uh, in risk assets or growth assets, and thirty percent of your money is gonna be in true risk reducers. Uh, that that's the sort of number you've come to. The important thing to know is if you can't figure out when you're gonna put something in your portfolio, if it's either a growth asset or a risk uh, where it's gonna add risk and it's gonna grow over time, or if it's a risk reducer where it's truly gonna protect you on the downside. If you can't figure out which one of those two things it is. It shouldn't be in your portfolio because there's a lot of securities and asset classes that it's not clear which one of those are. So, Let's say you're going to build the 70% that is stocks, and you're going to have a certain amount of your money allocated to small cap, U.S., international, emerging markets, large cap, mid cap, all of those things that are risk assets that are going to grow over time, that are going to be more volatile, that that you have to figure out what's going to be there. But it has to be clear that they're a growth asset, and you understand how they behave in different environments, interest rate rising, interest rates going down, all those inflation, no inflation, all those sort of things, and then on the – on the risk reducers. And this is the important thing because Josh and I see this all the time it has to be a tr- true risk reducer. So Josh can talk about all of the people that thought they had risk reducers I- so far in 2022 that turned out not to be, and what we think of as true risk reducers s- right now, especially. Uh, just
2: in recent past, the easiest way to look at something and whether or not it responded the way you wanted it to during turmoil, go back and look at March of 2020 and see what that particular asset did when everything was getting absolutely destroyed. Uh, there's very few assets that truly reduced risk in the this- type of environment in a recession almost everything correlates to one Uh, so it's it's that's a tough dynamic to get through Uh, you know the only asset that's actually performed that function that we wanted it to to reduce risk this year was short duration treasuries and uh, corporate bonds haven't performed that function traditional risk reducers uh, the aggregate bond index hasn't performed that function so much stuff out there doesn't do what you want it to when you need it to do it. And that is actually the question. And if you have questions about that, you can always reach out to us. Uh, We're capable of making that determination for you. And that's why we get hired ultimately in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah, so if it's not clear to you if it's going to be a risk reducer, Uh, then it's probably not. So to think about very short, one year or less U.S. treasuries historically have always been a risk reducer, and we're pretty clear that they're going to be risk reducers in the future. And so for us, when we look at all of the options available to us with our clients' money, and we say, okay, for our clients that need actual protection on the downside, where can we go other than a money market or cash – And that, to us, is clear that it's short-duration treasuries. The problem for a lot of people out there is they have financial advisors that have a bond portfolio that they think is a risk reducer, and they're not reducing any risk. In a lot of cases, they're taking as much risk as the stock part of the portfolio. I would say lots of financial advisors put high yield on the bond side of somebody's portfolio when, in fact, a lot of high-yield bonds are as risky as stocks in any environment. And so that's the important thing. And then the next stage is for those of you that are taking income Uh, This sort of the, the fixed income, why it plays even more important of a role in your portfolio is we need as a financial advisor, a place to go in your portfolio that we can get your monthly income stream that we know is going to be up in value. So take this year, for example stocks are down 20 plus percent uh and and so we don't want to be forced to sell stocks to create your income and so what we do is we say okay the bond part of our clients portfolio is up in value a little bit and that's where we're going uh, to get the income that our clients need um, that they're still going to need because they're still retired. Uh, and that allows the stock part of their portfolio, the other 60 or 70 percent, whatever it might be in that person's case, to recover when the market recovers. So go back to all the bear markets we've had, 2000 through 2002, 2000 2000- uh, eight two 2009, are, we still had clients that are retired. They still needed their monthly income, and we, that, we got their monthly income from those true risk reducers uh, so that when the market finally recovered, and it always does, the stock part of their portfolio was able to, able to recover. So you have to then say to yourself, if I'm retired, how many years worth of my income do I want in bonds so that I can... Uh, Let my stock part of my portfolio recover. You don't go back to the global financial crisis. It was five years from market peak back to market peak. That's sort of the rule of thumb that we use uh, in our practice. All right. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. Uh, So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office 800-743-0988 or go to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth, and send us an email. We'll be back.
0: Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. Eight hundred seven four three zero nine eight eight. Again, eight hundred seven four three zero nine eight
2: eight. Wow, buddy, this place is gorgeous. Oh, I love living here at Wild
3: Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. <laughs> all this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available.
4: Google Wild Horse Mesa Primeville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris & Stevens. Minutes from Primeville, New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa.
3: When you get a heart baker pizza from Papa Murphy's, it's like our Valentine to you. It's shaped like a heart made just for you with savory pepperoni and covered in cheesy mozzarella goodness. But then again, you take and bake it so it's hot and fresh for someone else. So does that make it your Valentine to your family? Well, no matter if it's our Valentine to you or your Valentine to your loved ones, enjoy a heart baker pizza this Valentine's Day for just $11 from Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza.
5: are fully stocked with great ways to refresh your home, all of the latest trends at a fraction of the price. Shop their discounted selection of brand name home furnishings, small appliances, and gifts, linens and bedding, rugs, kitchen, home office, and so much more at Tuesday morning, making it easy to refresh your place and shake off those winter blois. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory Stores,
4: South Highway 97.
5: Because everyone needs an outlet
4: prestige senior living high desert our residents celebrate life at every age every day brings new memorable events and experiences that bring joy and fulfillment to our residents we also offer comprehensive health and wellness programming restaurant quality dining and compassionate care from a dedicated team for more about our community or to schedule a visit you can learn more at prestigecare.com slash high desert again that's prestigecare.com slash high desert
0: Financial Focus Radio show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes.
1: Our show is back on iTunes, so go on there and uh, what do you have to search for to get on to to find our show? Financial Focus Radio. Financial Focus Radio on iTunes, and you can get our show and uh, listen to it wherever life may take you. Uh, you can listen to Josh and I on your phone or wherever you, however you listen to iTunes. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a uh, five- or six-minute video on the 15th and 30th of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and how it's affecting your money. Uh, so to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and just say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and that's the only thing that we will send you. So I'm staring right now intently at a chart uh, of the S&P 500 Uh, Going back to 1925, and the chart shows me all of the really bad bear markets. So a bear market is measured by a correction, uh, a stock market decline of 20% or more. That is a bear market. Uh, In in every single one of these bear markets, there have been rallies. And, you know, uh, the thing to remember that bear markets – are not they don't go down in a straight line. I guess the I guess the COVID one went down in a straight line and came back in a straight line. Fastest
2: retracement of a bear market, but, in but but that
1: was very unique and probably the outlier. Most bear markets, if you go back to the financial crisis, if you go back to the tech telecom media bust of the early two thousands, uh, you know if you go back to the seventies, you know most of them uh, have a, a not a straight line down. Um, you know, it takes them a while. Uh, t- you know, the, the bear market of 2000 through 02, it was essentially a two-year sell-off where the market lost about 54 percent of its value. But it didn't go to, down a straight line. There were periods in there with 20 plus percent market rallies.
2: Three of them, in fact. And multiples continued to tra- contract on the Nasdaq for nine years after that bubble burst, and uh, not too dissimilar to what we're seeing today as far as a complete uh, change in the interest rate environment.
1: All right, and then the important thing to remember is that it's time in the market instead of trying to time the market. Uh, If you were fully invested in the S&P 500 uh, from 2006 to 2021, that's obviously a 15-year period. You got a 10.66% annualized return. If you miss just the 10 best trading days in that 15-year period, your return goes to less than half. It goes to 5.05. If you miss just the 30 best trading days in a 15-year period, your return goes negative 1.18% return. So it's time in the market rather than trying to time the market, which is the key to success. Just realize the price you pay for the better returns that stocks deliver is volatility. And as long as you can deal with volatility, you can be a successful investor. Uh, and, And most people, need to come up with ways to deal with volatility, which leads us in to what we're gonna talk about in this segment, which is rules-based investing. And so there's a lot of people that talk about rules-based investing, which is like thematic and, and smart beta and all this stuff. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you as an individual, Uh, creating rules about how you invest your money, where you invest your money, so essentially that you can protect yourself from yourself. And so, Josh, uh, why don't you simply describe what rules-based investing is, and then we can give some examples and talk about why it's so darn important.
2: Rules-based investing is just, you know, it's the key for us in terms of divorcing ourselves emotionally from decision-making, and uh, which critically damages returns over time if you manage to let your emotions uh, affect your ability to make rational, informed decisions, which is very difficult uh, in the midst of corrections. But uh, for us, you know, there's a combination of rules out there. There's Basically, all rules fall within two categories. There's uh, threshold-based rules, so that could be if you're... Uh, If any given asset within your portfolio deviates a certain percentage wise uh, from where you actually want it to be, uh, that's a threshold. And if, uh, say, stock sold off 10%, you would then buy additional stock within your portfolio. That's an example of a threshold based rule. Or there's time based, temporal rules, uh, which, you know, you say rebalance every six, 12, 18 months, whatever, you know. A period of time you want to preordain as I'm going to rebalance and bring my portfolio weightings back to what I initially wanted them to be. And remember, don't make asset allocation decisions uh, because of what the market is doing necessarily. Make them uh, Make them rooted within your own personal financial situation and your objectives and purpose with your money. We kind of use a combination of time and threshold-based rules. Uh, to make decisions with regards to rebalancing Uh, a great example is back uh, in december of 2021 uh, we had some threshold-based rules that were triggered uh, that entailed us actively selling stocks and buying fixed income another rewinding a couple years uh, we had another threshold-based rule uh, triggered back in march of 2020 where stocks fell 34% in 18 trading days and our threshold-based rule was triggered and we had aggressively bought stocks uh, during that sell-off. Thinking- so, in th-
1: So in those examples, so in 2021, stocks had risen so much. So our portfolio that was supposed to be 60% stocks, 40% bonds. The the stock allocation, because stocks had done so well, were 70%, and so we had to be selling stocks, which we sold close to the high, not because we're geniuses, because our rules told us to. And then conversely, when stocks were down and our stock allocations were lower than they should have been, we were buying stocks uh, close to the bottom. It's not because Josh and I are geniuses. Our wives would certainly tell you that. It's because our rules are really good. And you
2: don't have to overcomplicate it either. I mean, a lot of people out there that are doing it on their own may just want to follow some version of a time-based rule but where, those
1: aren't the only rules the important yeah. thing so the, the, here's here's the important thing about rules-based investing the best investors on the planet all have rules so warren buffett has rules jim simmons has rules all you know the, the guys at Bridgewater, uh howard marks all of these really legendary investors that have done really well over their lifetime and have unbelievably great track records they all have rules their rules all aren't the same right you don't have to have the same i don't warren buffett doesn't have the same rules as jim simons they both have unbelievably great track records doing managing money completely different ways it's that their rules are sound And they stick to their rules no matter what the market is doing. And so Josh and I have rules for how we manage our clients' money. It doesn't mean that you have to adopt the same rules. It's that you have to come up with very sound rules about how, you know, let's say you say I'm going to invest every two weeks no matter what the market's doing. I'm not going to let the market, you know, volatility in markets keep me from doing that. Uh, My, you know, I'm going to invest. In these, this asset allocation, even when I think, let's say, developed international is a disaster, if it's part of my rules, I'm going to keep doing it. So your rules have to be your rules. As long as they're sound and you stick to the rules over time, you're going to be a successful investor. The, the point about the rules is that – the most successful investors on the planet all have rules. Now, Warren Buffett probably doesn't have them written down. He just knows what they are. You know, it's like, I'm not going to overpay. I'm, not, I'm all these things that are important. It's, it's that the rules exist. And so y- for yourself, you have to come up with a bunch of different rules and then write them down and put them in a prominent place that you can't forget. And then when you want to let it, some emotion overwhelm you and do something stupid, read your rules. And if your rules say you can't do that, don't do that. Because Josh and I are are human beings too. We're emotional creatures. We're managing a lot of money for a lot of people. And sometimes Josh and I Or we want to do something stupid that doesn't make sense, we go back to our rules. Our rules say you can't do that, and we don't do it, and it protects not only us, but it protects our clients. And so we have made some great investment decisions over the last couple of years, not because we're geniuses or we know what's going to happen, because our rules told us to do so. And that's why rules-based investing is how you can be successful just like some of the great investors uh, out there on the planet. It helps. Keep your emotion out of the equation, which for 99% of people, emotion is what gets in their way, including professional investors. All right. If you want to be part of the program, you can always call us 877-670-7117, or you can uh, send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. We will be right back.
6: Traffic, the most weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, then. When you build with Highline Homes, yes, you are making an investment in a house, but you're also making an investment in your family and their future, as it was when Andrea built her first Highline Home.
5: While we were young, looking for a place to start our home, to start our family.
6: Your Highline Home is more than just a quick market snapshot. It's an enduring investment in your family's lifestyle and traditions. A Highline Home is a unique investment in the memories that you and your family will make for years to come, inside and outside,
2: as Kevin found out. Well, in the covered porches around here, it rains a lot. And so we put a big covered porch off of our back sliding glass uh, window, and we love that.
6: It was the same thing with Ashley.
1: Yeah, so we have a really nice front porch and then a really nice back porch, um, and the kids love it. The kids have had people over for bonfires and stuff outside. We have a nice area inside that we can have people at as well, which we really enjoy doing.
6: Floor plans and everything you need to know to get started at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB 181069.
1: Highline
6: Homes. On your lot on time bill right.
7: Central Oregon is a great way to describe where we live. It's centrally located, close to mountains, rivers, lakes, and within just a short drive of the beach, too. At Thomason Auto Group, they're just like you. They like to get out there and enjoy what this part of the world has to offer. But getting there should be part of the adventure, too. Thomason has hundreds of great cars, trucks, and SUVs. Handpicked, so pretty much anything you're looking for is in stock and just waiting for someone like you to go out and enjoy your next journey because the journey is just as important as the destination. Thomason Auto Group is family-owned with locations in Bend and Redmond. They're close by and ready to help you find the right vehicle to get you out there and enjoy the great Central Oregon outdoors. Enjoy the journey with a little help from Thomason Auto Group.
4: Online at thomason.com.
6: Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here.
5: Where are you?
6: In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One of a kind, discontinued models, and old furniture friends.
5: Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect. Perfect.
6: The Warehouse Clearance Sale at Wilson's Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend.
5: Save up to 75% on brand name mattresses and power adjustable bases right now.
6: Wilson's deepest discounts on instant comfort, heirloom, cluffed and Marshall Luxury mattresses.
5: Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands. Special financing
6: and always free delivery. See store for details.
5: The Warehouse Clearance Sale is on now. Inventory
6: is going down, but there's lots of good stuff still available.
5: Sale ends for February
6: 28th. At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend, we've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local since 1962.
5: I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel.
6: Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks.
5: Babbel is all conversation-based, so it gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world.
7: You'll really see a difference in how you can speak and how conversational you can be in just a few weeks.
5: Babbel isn't just lessons. You can listen to podcasts, play games, watch videos. You can even take live online classes with a language teacher. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. The lessons online and in the
6: app make it easy to learn from pretty much anywhere. University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's b a b b e l.com. babbel.com. Babel.com.
0: The mission is clear, give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice monthly e-newsletter.
1: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio, thanks for joining us. If you would like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, uh, your portfolio, your financial plan, your state plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, Sometimes we do even do a little marriage counseling, but we're not very good at it. Uh, So if you want to get one of those scheduled and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office. The number here is or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review, and we will get you on one of our calendars. So, uh, But before we talk about account consolidation and why it's so important, why you need to be thinking about it, um, one of the things I think people, all people, uh, at least 50 years or older should be going on and registering is a website called my social security. You should set up a, my social security account. Um, and the reason for that is you can sort of see where you are on track. Uh, so, so the two reasons are one, let's say you're in the uh, the phase of life where you're not receiving your social security benefits yet. You can You can go on there and estimate your monthly benefits based on what your earnings history is, what your earnings uh, is now, and then sort of with a certain amount of inflator in there and your wages. It'll give you a good idea about what your monthly Social Security benefits are going to be at certain ages, and that way it'll also help you plan to to know how much you're going to need to save for retirement. We have so many clients that are really... Uh, anal about doing this and and making sure they're on track and this is a great way a great tool to do it Uh, you can review your earnings history make sure it's correct you can get uh, proof that you that uh, you don't receive benefits now and you can if you need to replace your social security card if you're receiving benefits uh, you can go on there and uh, set up or change your direct deposit you can get your 1099 form You can print a benefit verification letter and you can also replace your social security card. So everybody should, if you're 50 or over, go on my social security and get yourself set up uh, because it's actually for The government, it's a pretty decent website, and so, uh, if you especially really important is for people that are, um, trying to fig- get you know, they're getting close, they're like in their early 60s or 62 or 63, and you're trying to figure out okay, what's my social security payment going to look like at full retirement and then at age 70, uh, and then you can, uh, sort of figure out if, uh, it, it pays to maybe continue to work or decl or. or or maybe take social security or not take social security and then uh, take more from your retirement plans to get to a a bigger social security payment. So again, go get yourself a my social security account. Okay. Let's talk about the importance and the advantages of consolidating your investment accounts. This is often misunderstood, right? Josh, when we talk with people about it, what we actually mean by, uh, because people think, you know, they don't want all their eggs in one basket. And that's not what we're talking about. We, we're we big proponents of diversification and making sure you own different asset classes and different kind of accounts. But Josh, what are we talking about when we talk about Consolidating your accounts. Combining like accounts is
2: the most important feature
1: here, and that's,
2: you know, there's two different types of accounts in our (laughs) business functionally. There's qualified accounts, which is retirement accounts, so that's tax-deferred money usually, unless it's a Roth, but then there's non-qualified accounts, so that's after-tax money. Uh, You're paying taxes as you go. Those are the ones that generate the 1099s. But Consolidating accounts, just, it, there's a bunch of reasons to do it. The first one is administrative simplicity in your own life. Uh, less statements coming to your mailbox or coming to your email, uh, consolidating like accounts. So if you had a 401k from an old job, you've got your rollover IRA somewhere else, and then you've got maybe a simplified employee pension, a SEP somewhere else from a couple of years when you were self-employed, consolidate them into one place. Uh, that is going to make your life so much better. You're going to be paying less in admin fees at various custodians. You, and most importantly, you're going to be able to have a better finger on What it is that you actually own and what your asset allocation is. Same with taxable accounts. Uh, Maybe you have some stock options that are sitting somewhere that uh, at Fidelity Met benefits or wherever from a former employer, you've got your trust account somewhere else consolidate it all. You can move it in kind. You don't actually have to sell things to consolidate them. Uh, That's another important feature, but less tax statements, your beneficiaries are going to thank you. This is one particularly as you're aging and you've got stuff all over the place. Your, uh, you know, The people responsible for your, your administering your estate are going to have a much more difficult time if you have things strewn about everywhere. But the point is, make your life simpler and, more importantly, have a better gauge of what it is that you actually own. It's impossible to manage across accounts and be able to consolidate it effectively from an asset allocation standpoint, at least.
1: Yeah, so when you think about... Um, You know the idea of uh, people people get so wrapped around like I need to have money in different places and that's my diversification. That's not diversification. You can build plenty of diversification if you have all your money in one place. Uh, it it, it, you know you're just complicating your life and your beneficiary's life uh, if you have money strewn all over the place. I mean we. I'm not even joking, Josh and I. We, ha- we know people, we have clients that have money scattered at nine, 10 different 401ks for all the different companies they work for. And can you imagine they have to have nine different logins for all of those online deals and remember where all of those accounts are and where they're all invested. Uh, if you truly want to build an asset allocation uh, that is appropriate for you, where you have an idea about why you have what's in your portfolio, it has to be in one place so you can see it all, right? I mean, that just makes infinitely more sense. The important thing that Josh also said that is, often overlooked that people think has to happen is you don't need to sell anything like you can move everything in the term is called in kind where you just move what you currently have uh from you just you don't have to sell anything and you just move it from wherever it is to to one custodian and so josh and i uh you know you can either hire a financial advisor to do it where they are wrangling all the arms and legs uh you know and our assistants are great at it um, we, we have done a bunch this year. Uh, or you, you go to a custodian like a Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or Vanguard, uh, and you pick one of those and you say, look, you say to those people on the phone, look, I have accounts scattered all over the place. I want to consolidate them all here at Schwab or Fidelity or whatever it might be, whoever you pick
2: we see that all the time where it's like you know you had stock from the 1990s at computer share with a basis close to zero and you know people believe that they actually have to sell it to get that money somewhere else and of course you don't you just mark in kind transfer and uh, it moves and the basis actually will transfer over in most cases uh, to the new account and just make sure that it reflects uh, once you've got it uh, sitting and then where you've custodied everything and uh, consolidated it all into,
1: and a lot of times you're you know if you you're have a let's say you have seven or eight different IRAs retirement accounts, and in most cases you're paying twenty thirty forty dollars per year uh, just to have the retirement account. When all of those accounts could be in one IRA, like you don't need a bunch of different IRAs. You can usually consolidate a bunch of different accounts into one account because it's an IRA or a Roth or a taxable account. Um, and, and so that'll save you a bunch of money in administrative fees. And then Josh mentioned this, but we can't overstate it enough. When you, buy, when you let's say you either become uh, unable to take care of your affairs, you, you know, you have an executor or, or a trustee that's going to start managing your money for you. If your money's scattered all over the place, there's a good chance that you're not gonna remember because that's why you have somebody managing your affairs for you now, and so some of that money's gonna get lost. So if you want to make it easier for that person, consolidating your accounts in one place will make their life so much easier. Then it won't be chasing their tail. And then once you pass, let's say you're managing your money uh up until you pass away, when your beneficiaries go, whoever the executor of your state is, to go uh you know, make sure that all the different beneficiaries get the part of your estate, having it in one place makes it so much easier. It's not even funny. If they're having to chase different assets all over the place, uh, especially if it's left in a 401k plan, it requires so much more documentation and it's so much more of a pain in the butt. So if you really like the person and love the person that's the executive of your estate, you will consolidate your assets into one place. You don't have to have a financial advisor. You can do it at one custodian, like a Schwab or Fidelity. Uh, and chances are you're going to save a bunch more money. You, you'll be like, why? It does require a bunch of work up front, But once it's done, you'll be like, why didn't I do this earlier? It's, it's one login. I can see my whole finance life in one place. And then when I need somebody else to, to do it for me, it's all in one place. So consolidating your investment accounts is something that we tell people to do. You can either have an advisor do it or you can do it yourself. Um, but it makes a big, big difference. Consolidating and the important thing that Josh said that everybody always underestimates or doesn't really understand when we bring this subject up is you don't have to sell anything. You can move it what we call in-kind. That's the term you need to know. All right. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month talking about markets and how it affects our clients' money. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwalt.com, send us an email, let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your emails. Stick around.
0: Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
6: Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. If you want to win, you've got to come in to Indian Head Casino. It's Indian Head Casino's $195,000 Wild Ride and Winnings Giveaway. Win your share of $195,000 or a Ford Bronco Sport. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners And every Friday and Saturday, win your share of $28,000 in cash and prizes in our Wild Ride and Winnings giveaway drawings. Start earning entries now. Win cash. Win bonus slot play. Win a Ford Bronco. It's Indian Head Casino's $195,000 Wild Ride and Winnings. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Total cash and in January and February. See players left for details. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here.
5: Where are you? In
6: Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One-of-a-kind, discontinued models, and old furniture friends.
5: Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect.
6: The Warehouse Clearance Sale at Wilson's
5: Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands on sofas, love seats, sectionals, recliners, lift chairs,
6: cocktail tables, end tables. Over 700 accessories up to 75% off.
5: So much stuff. There's furniture and mattress clearance specials at both stores in Bend and Redmond.
6: Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details.
5: The sooner you come in, The better selection.
6: At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend, we've got the furniture and mattress for you. Sale ends February 28th.
3: When you get a heart baker pizza from Papa Murphy's, it's like our Valentine to you. It's shaped like a heart made just for you with savory pepperoni and covered in cheesy mozzarella goodness. But then again, you take and bake it so it's hot and fresh for someone else. So does that make it your Valentine to your family? Well, no matter if it's our Valentine to you or your Valentine to your loved ones, enjoy a heart baker pizza this Valentine's Day for just $11 from Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza.
4: Cozy up with friends and family this winter at Stoller Wine Bar Bend, centrally located at the Box Factory. Recently named one of the best wine bars in Central Oregon. Sip award-winning wines, along with an assortment of perfectly paired plates, beer, delicious wine-inspired cocktails, and non-alcohol beverages. What are you waiting for? Grab your friends and head to the Stoller Wine Bar Bend. Open Monday through Saturday until 9 p.m. and Sunday until 7 p.m. with live music on Thursdays.
0: your free retirement review meet with a northwest quadrant investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show call us today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743-0988 again 800-743-0988
1: welcome back if you want to take one of us up on that free retirement review we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life so call our office here to get it scheduled, or you can send us an email. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. So Josh did a, uh, took a picture, I guess, with your phone um, and on, of your television, you, and you looked at the returns of the S&P 500 uh, from 1926 to the end of 2022. And the S&P 500 returned 10.2 percent per year over that period, which is where why most people talk about uh, the you know the market returns 10 percent. Market the S&P is a pretty good proxy for the market, or the best one that exists at least. Um, and so when you look at the returns at 10.2 percent, the funny thing is the breakdown of those returns is 39 percent came uh, from dividends. From dividends. So. You know, the dividend that the, the companies in the SP paid, and 61% come, came from total return or the price appreciation of the market. And so, what what's funny about that, so let's just call it 60% price appreciation, 40% dividends, is that, you know, when we do e-, e news, we talk about when the market's down, one of the benefits is that when your portfolio's dividends are paying, you're buying more shares, that money's getting reinvested, so that inevitably the next bull market starts, you own a bunch more shares. So it sort of supercharges your returns. But you know, for a long time, these so-called go-go growth investors ignored companies that pay dividends, ignored them at all. And we're not the people that say go and maximize, go buy stocks or, or companies or investments that maximize a dividend. Um, we're okay with most business, good businesses pay sort of a, what we'd consider a healthy dividend and they have it well covered. Um, but a lot of people underestimate the re- the return component, the total return component of dividends being re- reinvested over, t- over time in the total return of the stock market. And right. I think what it gets really lost is when we get down markets. Uh, our biggest clients, what's funny is, you know, they are they're good at recognizing that in their because por- they obviously have a lot of money. And so their portfolios. Uh, are kicking off tons of dividend income, but that money's getting reinvested. And they know that when the next bull market char- starts, they have like this supercharge out of the gate because they own so many more shares of their investment.
2: That came from uh, Bob Pisani segment that I really enjoy. And he's one of the few commentators on there that I think is uh, more grounded in reality. But uh, he made the exact same point, you know, over uh, when markets are down and you get that compounding feature um, it is like unloading a spring when market price when you ultimately get that price recovery and it's just such an important thing and for people out there that live off of dividends uh, It's actually a more effective strategy to reinvest the dividends on the equity side and when we're in the midst of a market sell off uh, You want to be selling your risk reducers in order to generate your income not selling stock because those reinvested dividends drive almost half of your return over time, which is a crazy statistic, but it's true.
1: All right, we got an email from a Glenn. Glenn says, I recently switched jobs and I realized I have multiple 401k accounts from prior employees over the years that need to be consolidated. When I reached out to my current employer's 401k administrator to understand the rollover process, they said I would actually need to have a paper check mailed to me uh, for each of the prior employers and arrange uh, to mail the checks to them. We were talking about four checks totaling a very substantial amount of money. They said there's no other way to process the rollovers. I can't understand why we're dealing with such an archaic process in this day and age. Should I be worried or should I just go ahead and take care of this now since I don't seem to have much say in the process? So what Glenn is talking about is that – so first of all, Glenn, at least you're doing the right thing by consolidating your 401K accounts that are out there. And I understand that's – a lot of people are in that situation. Um, And we are always advocates of consolidating accounts to one place. So assuming, Glenn, you're going to consolidate it to a big custodian like a Schwab or a Fidelity – yeah, believe it or not, in a 401k, in most 401ks that exist out there, um, they don't do a uh, an AC, or custodial to custodial transfer, meaning just wire the money from one custodian to another like you would if you were going to move from, let's say, Edward Jones to Merrill Lynch. The, all that money would go electronically, and they're not sending an actual check. But in the 401k world, unfortunately, that's what most 401k providers do. They say, we have to sell everything in your 401k and then mail a check to the custodian where you want that rollover to go. Um, so, Glenn, the one thing I'll tell you, and, and this might make you feel a little bit better, is that th- it, you know, they're going to put on the, the check, it's going to say, you know, FBL for the benefit of Glenn, whatever your last name is, and it should have the Um, you know, the custodian's name on there, and it should have your custodian account number on there. So the only place that money could go is in your IRA at the custodian where you're moving the money to. So if somebody got a hold of that check, there's nothing they could do with it because it's, it's to you and it's to your specific account at the new custodian. But believe it or not, that is the process. And the hard part for us, and the thing that's sort of frustrating is that, you know, sometimes that rollover and the check being distributed and cut and sent and the mail time, sometimes that can be 30 or 45 days that the money is out of the market and sort of in transition. And, uh, you know, it does interrupt one, the compounding process. There could be some huge updates in that period, uh, or there could be big dividend distributions that would be being paid that you're not invested. And so I, Josh and I can't figure out why the industry, you know, in 2023, why we haven't gotten to a place where, um, you know, that can be done electronically. But some of the big, big, big plans, that's an option. Uh, But the vast majority of them still are sending a check in the mail. It's really crazy. Uh, We got an email from an Anton in Redmond. Anton says, hey, guys, thanks for doing the show. I learn something almost every week. Uh, That makes one of us. Uh, My question is about my 401k, another 401k. My company offers both a traditional option and Roth option. How do I know which I should be contributing to?
2: This is more of an art than a science. Uh, Some balance of the two is probably most advisable in a lot of circumstances. There's so many factors that go into this uh, income, the location of your pre-existing savings. Um, One of the new changes as part of the SECURE Act 2.0 that was slid into that omnibus spending bill at the end of 2022 was uh, now, your employer match contributions can actually go into the roth side, so uh, there 's just so many factors into this but I
1: mean what, I would say though if you 're most people should be at this point contributing to the roth, and yes, you have a big tax problem i mean
2: I would d- certainly want to have the balance of the contributions go into the roth, but depending on your income uh, you know especially those higher and income in- and yeah especially those higher income individuals out there you 're going to want to make a balance, but you know our Maybe off-the-shelf recommendation is two-thirds to the Roth and a third towards traditional.
1: Sure, uh, right, but if you, uh, Anton, let's say you're 30 years old, then, all of it then go to the, to the Roth. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, the younger you are, you're never going to regret dollars in your Roth, and uh, because your income is going to tend to rise over time, uh, maybe that balance will shift exclusively to Roth to include some more traditional contributions as you age and your income presumably is going up. But uh, there's not a perfect answer.
1: Well, I feel one. like the argument, the argument that was you couldn't get the match what is gone now yeah i agree there anyways all right that is our show this week thank you all very much for joining us remember always buy low sell high we'll see you next week
0: Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take Take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances, and if necessary, seek professional advice.